some nobodies now what is some nobodies we are a media and podcasting creating group based out of colorado true and you are watching talking upstream <laughs> anyway what talking upstream is is a show where some nobodies chum, uh, come up with a couple ideas and we bring them to the table technically and we kind of talk our way through one of the two ideas that we come up with each week yeah so, uh, if you watched the previous week, which was our first episode, we brought one episode or one idea each to the table. I talked about a plant that could potentially grow like a meat substitute, and Zach talked about a support group for superheroes who have less than useful powers. Which one, by the way? Yes. We wound up choosing that idea. We used the whiteboard that you can see behind Zach to elaborate on that idea, choose some characters, choose a timeline, establish some plot points, and kind of plot out a mini show that we could produce or pitch to someone as a completed idea. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and we call it Talking Upstream because we're trying to talk our way up to a streaming service uh, like a Hulu or Netflix or uh, Dylan's favorite Quibi. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the base of the show. Mm -hmm. um, last week, like Dylan said, uh, my idea won, which was the super, well, not so superhero support group. Um, and at the end of the episode, if you can remember, we talked about how we're going to try to develop a scene or a trailer for that idea that we can get kind of a better idea of what we're trying to do. Yep. Um, and moving forward, uh, the beginning of every episode now, we're also going to have a guest helping us out um, this week. So this week we are going to welcome our friend and co-worker, Harrison Webb. Um, and then slightly later we will have Suzanne on as well to help us read. Harrison, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Oh, Harrison, you look great. You do. You got, you okay. okay, and like uh, Harrison, like we talked about for this whole week now, we've been working on this script for our uh, not-so-super-powered support group. Uh, we gave you a script for it, and um, I guess we'll just run through the scene real fast. Uh, Dylan's going to set the scene up, and we're going to bring in our other friend, some nobody's uh, uh, alum, Suzanne yes. Grimmer. Welcome, Suzanne. <laughs> so, uh, across the span of the week... I wrote a short script, which is a scene from the end of what we imagined the first episode being. Here you are. You can use that one. Thank you. This is set at the end. It is a pivotal scene for the series as it establishes that one of the characters has realized that the introduction of another character has impacted the potential lifespan moving forward. So we have a few different parts, and I will assign out parts here. Cool. Um, I myself will be reading the stage directions and for Dean Powers. Okay. Um, Zach, Expiration Nate. Excellent. Suzanne, Voice of Reason. And Harrison, Mangoose. Um, feel free to goose it up a little bit if you would wish to. If you, if you see fit. Um, That's where I need, need to. All right. <laughs> and if, if, if you want to recap the characters real fast of a, a, yes. a summary of what they are. So this is a series we worked on last week called Super Empowered, um, which is what we decided on over the week. Yeah, super um, Empowered. Originally, not so super powered. Super Empowered feels a little more positive for the creation of these characters. 
Um, at this point, Mangoose has become kind of exposed to this group as it's his first meeting. And as we meet them on their way out of the meeting, Expiration Nate, who has the ability to sense the expiration date of various things that he tastes, um, realizes that the addition of this new member to the group may have impacted the lifespan of the people around him. Hmm. Voice of Reason has the ability to persuade people. Dean Powers is the counselor. His ability is that he cancels out abilities within a certain distance of him. All right. Uh, if we are all ready, Harrison, how are you feeling? Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, excellent. <laughs> I'm again, you look great. I will begin shortly. <clears throat> Fade in. Exterior. Church. Entrance. Night. Members of Super Empowered leave the church. As certain members exit Dean's null influence, their powers reactivate. The warm exterior lights show Expiration Nate and Voice of Reason walking arm in arm. The pair stop at the base of the stoop. I think that was a good session. It was fine. You say that after every one. And you say that after every one. And I'm always right. You know that. And you've been very centered since we've come here. You're right. Just a while. This Got time. Oh, man. I'm, I don't know. I'm just feeling kind of amped. Um, you want to stop somewhere on the way back and pick up some food or something? I could get a beer. She stops as her phone vibrates. She checks it in size. Wait. Dang. Sorry. I shouldn't tonight. Betsy's having a breakdown. I have to go rally the life trauma lunch bunch and brain check on getting a beer. Yeah. 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 Um... You know, when she's not having a breakdown, we can get a beer whenever. Um, you can go play hero. Let me know when you're heading home. And we kiss. Mwah. They kiss and start on their separate ways. Before they get far, Nate pauses and frowns. Whoa. Wait, 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 wait up. What's, what's that look for? Um, kiss me again. Someone misses me already. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're off script. Read that wrong. Uh, out of me. Uh, just kiss me again. Uh, all right. Nate kisses voice of reason again. Mm. It is functional and lacks any intimacy. <laughs> Do you feel okay? Yeah, I feel fine. Nate, what's, what's are you, going... Are you smoking again? Jesus, Nate, no. I, just tell me what's changed. You, you went from 14 years to, to just nine weeks. What? When we kissed before meeting this afternoon, your date was 14 years out. Now it just changed to just nine weeks. What do you mean? What he says sinks in. Whoa. Okay, wait. Have you checked yourself? Nate bites on a fingernail and his expression turns grim. Oh no. It's, it's nine weeks too. Okay, so what does that mean? It means we should... We should really, really be worried about something that happened while we were in there. All right, all right. Just, just wait. Nine, nine weeks isn't, isn't too sudden. We, we can find out what's going to happen. We can, first we just, we just need to see what's changed. The door on the stoop opens behind them. Mangoose and Dean Powers descend the stairs. You're more than welcome to attend whenever you'd like, Frank. I don't require anybody be here unless it's under... <laughs> court order, 
Which I don't think is the situation in your case. Well, well, in that case, I I guess I'll see you next week, same time and place. Yeah, I guess guess so. All right, great. Um, I'm going to go back inside, so my field is going to go with me. Don't mind the transition. It can be a little jarring. Thanks, Mr. Thanks, Ballard. Mr. Ballard. Please, call me, call me Dean. I'll see you next week. Dean goes back inside. A moment later, Frank sprouts feathers and a bill, becoming Mangoose once more. Yeah. He waddles down the steps and passes by Nate and Voice of Reason. What are you looking at? Nate eyes Mangoose with suspicion, then shrugs. Yeah. I'll see you next week. Frank leaves. Nate and Voice of Reason watch him for a moment. Kiss me again. Nate and Voice of Reason kiss. You think? Mm. Now it's ten weeks. The two of them watch Frank walk off into the darkness, fade out. Hmm. And scene. Scene. Hmm. Okay. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> you thank you, Suzanne. Like Grimmer, yeah. All right, Harrison. What do you think? I like it. I like it. I like yeah. Yeah. This is probably going to be the last scene of that first episode. I think there might be one afterwards with Mangoose. Maybe depends on what we write for him. Yeah, I think it's cool that I think it's cool that the first scene be a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. All right. Hey, good job, though. Hey, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. That's uh, riveting. Oh. Outside of my acting, which is not great. Oh, don't ever, worry about it. But whatever. Um, okay, Harrison, so if you can hang out with us for a little bit, uh, we do have a couple more ideas we're going to bring to the table, and instead of one of us picking, which I usually push Dylan over, um, we're going to have you decide which one we go down today, just so it's a little bit easier for us. Yep. Uh, so this next step, um, Zach and I are going to present the ideas that we've brought this week. We are going to discuss them briefly, we're going to write down them on the whiteboard, and then we are going to have Harrison weigh the opinions and choose one for us to further develop, and then we will continue the process that you saw last week on that episode. All right, uh, so I went first last week. What did you bring this week? You know, we were talking about a lot of superhero stuff this week, um, but I have to say the thing that's been kind of in the back of my mind is your idea from last week, actually. Uh, the, the idea that a, a plant can make some kind of meat, uh, that's really kind of sticking with me, and I think I have some pretty cool ideas for that. Are, are we allowed to recycle each other's ideas? It's a good idea. All right. That's fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to write that down if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> hey, he's scooping me. This isn't, this isn't, I don't know if this is okay. Hey, an idea is an idea. I guess. <laughs> that's true. Good artists steal. Great artists steal more. That's not how the say. That's not how the saying goes. Don't quote me on that. All right. So obviously plant makes meat. All right. I like that. I think we're going to go somewhere with that. Cool. Like, it grows it. We don't know. Somehow it grows it of something. All right. Um, I'm going to make a little drawing here while you're talking. Sure. So I've fallen kind of back into, because we're wrapping up our science fiction show, I've fallen back into the fantasy genre I'm really familiar with. And I thought, a lot of people were talking about Harry Potter this week. I was thinking, what if we did like, like an American kind of like 80s dark comedy of Harry Potter? Ooh. Okay. Like so, it's, um, what do you mean by dark comedy? Heathers. Oh, but cool. we do Heather's in a magic school. Reading Yes. <laughs> Heather's in a magic school. Yeah. Now give me a cool twist with that. Um, so, you know, you have your clicks. Um, it would probably be just exaggerated through the presence of magic. Um, not necessarily Harry Potter style with the wands and everything, but at least they have some abilities that they can test. It might be closer to X Men than full magic, but we're gonna call it magic. Um, 
And I figured closer to Heather's than Breakfast Club. And what if they... So I saw... Have you seen those videos of hermit crabs where they hop shells? You, you, you introduce a larger shell into a hermit crab environment and one of them scoops up into it and then they all kind of conga line into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if it was that but they accidentally kill a professor and they put the wrong spirit into the body? So they have a dead body and the wrong spirit gets into it and then they have to, I guess, fix that. They, they probably have to fix it or they have to prevent it from being discovered because finals are coming up and... So then you're going to splash it with some weekend of Bernie's. There's potential for Weekend of Bernie's style stuff in there. The body's up and walking around by its own volition, okay. but it's not its volition. It's the volition of whatever spirit is inhabiting it. That sounds that sounds very interesting. All right. Uh, then, yeah, okay, so then we have uh, Wizard High School, uh, which is a Heathers meets Weekend of Bernie's meets... A little bit of Harry Potter for flavor. A little bit of Harry Potter. Uh, then we also have uh, Plant Makes Meat, uh, which is... Is this fair because Harrison's a vegan? Why? I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't impugn Harrison's honor. Oh, I, I, I think he's unbiased. I think we think about that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, okay. So Harrison, it's up to you. Uh, do you want to see us uh, talk about a plant making some meat, or do you want to see us talking about uh, some sort of weird wizard high school weekend at Bernie's uh, breakfast clubby thing? Well, I've had a uh, proclivity for Heather's, Christian Slater, and the like, and uh, also Harry Potter. Kind of my well, so, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, thinking with the Wizard High School. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential with this. That sounds really cool. Plant making but uh, I knew you were a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So then we're gonna go. With, uh, we're gonna go ahead with the Wizard High School. Apparently, we can recycle ideas. So I will introduce Plant Makes Meat next time. Well, it's my idea. So you can. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that one's out. And the winner... Alright! Wizard High School. Cool. I'm not going to lord it over Zach, because I'm the bigger person here. Well, I'm 6'3", so you're not. Yep. Alright. Hey, thank you, Harrison. We appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so you much, Harrison. Harrison. See you very soon, buddy. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Alright. Okay, perfect. So, that cool. was Harrison. I uh, wanted to thank him once again. He is part of the roster of Some Nobodies. You can hear his voice on Silicon Angels, Season 1, which is finishing up this next weekend. Yeah. Actually, almost anything we do, you can probably hear Harrison's yeah, voice doing it. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, if you go to somenobodies.com, you can actually see or hear everything that we are making. Um, and you can see, I guess, now the progress of Super Empowered, which we're going to start working on. Um, thanks to everybody who uh, kind of helped us out last week. Appreciate uh, that. Mark Lee, real quick shout out. Thank you very much for showing up. Uh, Mitch Webb. Obviously a nerd. That's cool. Um, okay, so uh, cool. let's talk about Wizard High School. All right, Wizard High School. So this is going to be in America, I think. Yeah, I think so. Localized. I, it seems like a lot of wizard stuff is usually in like England or uh, some foreign place for some reason. So yep. I, th I think, um, yeah, I think an American style school is very cool. But you know what I haven't seen though? I haven't seen Southern wizards, like wizards from the South. And I think that's very funny, and I've never seen it whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking kind of Midwest, but that's because I grew up in the Midwest. I think South is probably going to introduce a little bit more culture, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, yeah. Okay, so uh, I, I think, <laughs> I mean, Midwest, Midwest school is pretty funny, too. But I, I think that I'm going to vote I'm, for so South. I'm like totally fine with setting this in the South. Yeah. It's fun. All right, cool. Excellent. All right. <laughs> so we're going to go South, Southern. We'll, we'll figure out where. This will give us kind of like a like a, a genre, 
somewhat. There's something to be expected from a school in the south. All right, so a southern right. school. Now, you see a lot of schools, or at least you see schools where it's like one style of magic. Yeah. It's Harry Potter style, like, you know, with the wand, or uh, what's another style of magic? I mean, what genre are we going for? Are we talking like... Well, I'm just saying, what, what are the most obvious genres so, of magic? The ones that people are probably most familiar with would be Harry Potter, which is wand, Latin, uh, potions, arithmancy, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Second most popular would probably be Dungeons and Dragons style. If you're aware of the genre conventions, it's called Vancey and Magic. Okay. And after Jack Vance, he wrote a series called The Dying Earth, in which people had spells that would live in their head, and then when they cast that spell, they would forget it. So you have slots. Cool. So you spell cool. slots, and depending on the style of spell, it takes up more than one, or you have tiers of slots. Um, and then there's just kind of like wild magic, where magic can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. The thing about the fantasy genre like this is that there tends to be two styles of magic you can do. Soft magic, which is light on rules, high on effectively plot advancement. And then there is hard magic, which is more explored as a science. Um, soft magic would be kind of like, kind of, honestly, kind of like Harry Potter, because there's not a lot of rules given beyond the name of the spell and what they do. Yeah. Hard magic would be The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, where magic is studied as a science. And if I break this pen in half and I make them sympathetic to each other, Lifting one end lifts the entire thing and it weighs as much as a single pen. That sort of thing. Okay. Um, I like the idea that kids at the school probably practice all sorts of magic. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about that when you were speaking. I was thinking that what I also haven't seen since, if you're going to try to do, a, a, I think, a wizard story, I think it's very important to stay away from very popular things. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. Then you start getting to, well, that's Harry Potter. No, no. So I think it would be very cool to see similar to like a Votech style school of magic where there's many different styles of magic and there's teachers for every style that help that it's, style. It's like a magic trade school. Like a magic trade school, yeah. That'd be cool. That's very cool. All right, are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, that. excellent. Let's go with that then. Uh, keep talking. Yeah, uh, so you've got a magic trade school in the south. Um, I think I think we just kind of say magic does what we needed to do. Um, this seems, this doesn't seem like an ongoing series. I say we make this like a limited series, like mm -hmm. HBO style, like limited to like six or ten episodes. Yeah, now once again, uh, if you know what some nobodies do, we don't have a lot of budget. Uh, so we try to make things with how we think they're best suited for what we can do to effectively yep. tell the story. We have zero budget, effectively. Mm -hmm. we, we do have a slight budget, but we do not have a budget for special effects or much filming or a whole lot of spectacle. Right. So, so when it comes to magic, if you're not going to show it or show it well, I think the best thing to do to create imagination mm -hmm. would be to make this an audio drama. I think that's pretty cool. We're, we're still on the podcast train. I'm totally fine with that's that. That's okay. It's easy for us. Yeah, it's I have fine. A, I have a file of sound effects. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to go with audio drama. I think that's very audio cool. Audio drama, it's a and limited series. Limited like, series, uh, so it's not something that's going to have multiple series, uh, seasons. Nah. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> unless something happens and we really enjoy these characters or this setting. Um, but now, so we do have a setting, though. Yes. So we have a magic yep. trade school uh, in the south. I think that's good for now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what's the story that we're trying to right. build within this? The plot points I'm imagining, you have... Because you talked about the possession. Yes. Which means death. Yes, so let's say... We meet the students. Right. We meet the professor. 
I think they should like the professor. I think he's going to be a nice guy. I think he's going to be a nice professor. I think they're going to like him. Now, when you say students, do you want to do this as a freshman setting or do you want to do it as a senior setting? I say always go senior because it's like the last semester they have before they go into the magic world. Then they also have talents. They, have, they are skilled and they, yeah. we have the option of having them be kind of like, we don't have that fish out of water element, which we could, but I think if we have a new student, that's enough fish out of water. To provide that window we talked about last week. Yeah, because the one thing that we really don't like when watching movies or television is when you can see that there's a window character, but then there's a lot of weird exposition that's going around that, which doesn't really make any sense. They're telling somebody who, in the story, should know all this information. So that's why uh, what Dylan was saying was we have a new person in the school, that way we can give them exposition on the story that we're trying to create, while also showing slash Maybe, listening to maybe they're homeschooled and they finally got transferred in for their last semester to get like certified or something oh it's a and perfect so they're all surprised that they are very skilled at this but they also make fun of them by like calling them like a like a hedge witch or something which is an old term for the village witch who would it historically mixed potions potions but in magic tends to be like a low skilled practitioner of whatever magical art so we got a homeschooled student they're the window I say two or three students that they immediately meet and become very bonded to, and that's the group. C1, C2. Uh, I say we have the professor. Mm -hmm. um, they are probably kindly. I imagine them probably like Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. Stand on your desks. Um, he is at least like well-liked by the student body. That way it gives them a reason to really want not just... We're going to get in trouble, we have to bring this guy back, mm -hmm. but we like this guy and he deserves to be brought back. Yeah, I, I love all that. Um, now, if the window character is going to be new to the school because mm -hmm. they are homeschooled, then I guess the start of our story would be obviously her entry to the school. Sure. Um, so we're going to say that would this make more sense to be the start of a new year or coming after a mid-break, which seems kind of odd to have a mid-break senior show up so i mean i i remember high school we had people transfer in halfway through the year okay and it could be maybe their parents are very like particular about it but you can't get a license or whatever without officially having a school unless you get your like wizard ged okay sure okay so yeah. mid so like the, the mid semester that gives them a certain amount of a very close window before finals to get this figured out. So this is like a January setting after holiday time. Sure. Cool. Yeah. It's Love marshy. It. Depending on where we are, it's kind of like cool, but it's not warm. Okay, perfect. So now our timeline starts. <clears throat> All right. Are we going for six or ten episodes? Or are we going for some other number? Something well, weird. Let's see what the story okay. dictates okay. first. So we're going to say this is January. Sure. And we know that the end of school year, anyway, without yeah. being the end of the timeline, is like a June. I how I, I guess it depends. But I would say that if we're telling a story that is what you're talking about, it's going to be a very short. Yeah, it's a short window. Timeline. So I say, is this like a week? Um, maybe that first stretch, as we get to know them, can be told over the first half of the semester. Okay. And then the big thing happens at midterms. If you do midterms in the middle of the semester or before the semester break, I don't remember. Uh, I think you have finals. You have finals at the end, right? And the beginning, or, or okay, so it'll be midterms. Mm -hmm. Let's say let's say it's a midterm is like the moment where we kind of 
boot back into the story. Okay. Um, I say that first episode covers either the first one or two episodes covers the first half of that semester, where we get to know him. We so, get to know the school. We get so, to know the professor. So the first half of the story is three months. Sure. Yeah. Uh, not quite three months. We're talking January to June. That's six months. It's about five. Okay. Whatever. So this is two and a half. Close enough. Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll say two months. Sure. So then that means the full spectrum is a four month thing. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so then we're gonna say till April. Yeah, why not? We'll say until April. Because cool. if this if this is going to be and I kind of want to evoke that school kind of like Heather style story where it starts partway through school and then the big climax and denouement is at the end of the school year and we get like a kind of a goodbye thing. Okay. We might as well ape as many of these tropes as we can. Oh, I agree. Especially yeah. well, when it comes to wizard stories. Tro yeah. You want to kind of go trope heavy. Just be... The thing about genre is that genre works when you indulge in those tropes. When you right. really take those story beats and you write them. Yeah. When you steal ideas or just mimic ideas, that's when you're like, this is tropey. Uh, but if you take normal story beats, add a little bit of modern twist and some uniqueness, then... You usually come up with something pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a basic setting, and would you say that the the professor dying to be repossessed, is this the crux of the story, or is this kind of like the push of the story? I'd say it's probably the inciting incident. Like, All right, so it's kind of early on then. It's early on. Um, everything, I say that they have kind of like, it's the last semester of our senior year in school. We don't really have to do a whole lot except pass our finals, and we know we're going to pass our finals. I don't think any of these characters are going to be incompetent. No. I don't like incompetent characters. And there's no point. They're there's seniors no point. in a school, yeah. and yeah, ki kids we're are We're sending them as seniors specifically so that they are skilled at what they do. Intelligent um, students. Yeah. So, have it be partway through when, let's is say they're a... responsible for it. Now, is this... Love that. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Accidentally. They don't intentionally kill this guy, but something they do winds up with this kid. Yeah, and it's their favorite character. Spirit. And if it's favorite, if it's their, if it's their favorite teacher, mm -hmm. then they're going to really go yeah. at it to fix this. Cool. Yeah. Now, would you say the death of the professor is like the the cliffhanger of of episode one, or is this like a mid season thing? And then you it's kind not of... mid season. Okay, this so it's is early. this is the problem they are trying to fix. So this is this is the like phone call at the I say end of episode one. Love it. So we get a cliffhanger really strong right at the start. So we're going to have like maybe an hour-long episode? Hour-long works. Just as, I'm just yeah. thinking, so if episode one is an hour long, you have to introduce the world, you yeah. have to introduce yep. all of your characters, yep. and then you kind of have to give a bit of an inciting push to make sure that people want to listen to part two, but also understand where the story yeah. is trying to go. Um, at least the first bit of an arc or a hump. And it's at least important for the first episode to hook them early on. Um, so... I, I like that being the end of one. That's yeah. compelling. Alright, so episode one, which is uh, somewhere in January, yeah. we're going to say this is the teacher's death. Oh, what an ugly marker. Ugh, it's not great. Nope. Red's done. Alright, that's fine. Keep going. So yeah, so they accidentally, they are responsible for, if not in, actually caused, the death of everybody's favorite teacher. Which should be enough for the first episode to be like, Oh no, dot dot dot, next week on whatever we're calling, magic school, but yep. everybody's kind of mean. 
Um, so, now, so then yeah. we're going to have to go through a time where we, I would assume, so it's a teacher's death. Yep. We have to get to the first resurrection, which is probably going to be the negative resurrection, correct? Yeah. I, yeah. Now, how many episodes do you think pass this? So we need to have an episode two, which is going to be exposition, um, some character building, and team building. Yes. Um, so episode one is the death. Episode two, I say we start episode, I say we end episode two with the false resurrection. Nice. Just gonna go fast. I love it. Episode three, do we want to end episode three with them learning that it was a bad one? Episode three, everything seems to have returned to normal. They go back to senior pranks. They're doing a senior prank on the school, but why not? Or some other kid. Um, and then something the professor does doesn't quite mesh with how he acts normally. And one of the students has a real realization like, wait a minute, it's some, we did something wrong or there's some sort of weird star thing going on. He's not acting like the professor. What if we brought a different ghost into the body? No, I love that. I think that's very cool. Um, but I think that if we're going this fast, it looks like we're kind of popping off pretty quickly. So I think that we're looking at probably like a six episode. Six is good. Because then you're yeah. kind of thinking you're looking at like a six hour movie, <laughs> or, which I think is enough to. That's good. And six gives us very easy divisions into the three arc structure. So you're looking at a three arc structure right here, potentially. Yeah. Which is that rising action, which ends with your character's entry into the wider world, which is represented in this case by a problem. You have the second act, which features them attempting to fix it and winding up in a darker place. Think of that like the end of Empire Strikes Back, which is the most classic modern example of the second arc of a three-arc structure, is Star Wars. Star Wars is that act. Mm -hmm. Luke leaves his small world behind and joins a bigger world. The bigger world acts upon him and winds up in a bad place. And then the third act is climbing back up and resolving it, or not having it resolved if you want to end on a downer ending. Yeah. I think if this is going to be a limited series, we'd give it a concrete ending. I don't think we come back to this one. Two, unless three, we do four, a five, different six. story with different characters in this setting. No, I, I love I love a very closed story. I think six episodes tells it all. I think yeah. what you're saying makes sense. Okay. So we have the teacher's death, episode one. Okay. We have the teacher's resurrection. What if, what if the teacher's resurrected partway through two, and then the end of two, we have the reveal of the false one? Yep. Okay. Teacher bad. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, part one. Bad. For those of you just joining us right now, this is Talking Upstream. My name is Dylan. At the whiteboard is Zach. Hey. We are Some Nobodies, a podcast and a media production company based out of Boulder, Colorado. We are using this whiteboard and the next 60 minutes to develop an idea from baseline concept into workable, pitchable product, potentially. It's not going to have like a script or anything, but it's going to be something that we can take to someone and say, this is what we have planned out, we have this length, we have these story beats, we have these characters, we have these needs. I love it. And uh, what we brought to the table today, just to kind of recap in case you missed the beginning, is I brought to the table the idea of a plant that kind of makes meat somehow. Probably Venus flytrappy that eats something. I'm not That's really sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, what Dylan brought to the table was a wizarding high school, which is like a Heather story meets... Um, Harry Potter. A Harry Potter. <laughs> that's, the, that's the easy one. Meets a bit of a Bernie uh, weekend at Bernie's. We're going to figure that out yeah. soon. Um, and just to kind of recap you what we came up with so far, we have a southern-based magic 
school that is a, similar to a trade school because there's going to be different forms of magic. I think that's compelling to have a team of uh, high schools or high school seniors that all have a different form. That way they kind of have to help each other to work their style of magic. Um, we have it a January setting, which is going to be right after the holidays. Uh, we felt the basic timeline should be about a four-month timeline, which gives them right before their finals and right before the bad stuff of their senior year. Um, we are going to try to encapsulate <laughs> the story and really just close it. We're yep. going to have a finite ending to it. Um, so far, the characters that we came up with, we have our, our window character, which is going to be a high school student, uh, which is used to be a homeschool student. So this is their entry to the school, which is where we're going to learn a lot of the rules and the settings. We have a couple more characters that we haven't talked through yet, and we do have a professor that everyone is really a big fan, they're a fan of. of yeah yeah and they're, the, they're the professor that like impacts your life you think about them at your like 10-year reunion you're like hey we're, we're mr i don't want to i don't want to use a real example well, there's, I don't, there's I don't just names it doesn't matter we'll get to names nah. soon um and what we decided was the push of the story the crux of the story is going to be that their favorite teacher dies through an act of theirs i would assume and uh and gets repossessed by the wrong spirit, an evil spirit. <laughs> Somehow the wrong spirit gets into this body and wants to cause mayhem or just live. Yeah. They just like being alive. They want to be alive. Why not? Um, so maybe some, it gets up right to where we are. Maybe the reveal at the end of 2 is like his teaching style drastically changes. Oh yeah, love that. And like he goes from being very earnest and very like fiery and very like long eloquent soliloquies into like feet on the desk, read your chapter ones, sunglasses down. Ooh, love it. He's played by Glenn Howard and he's like son eating, in he's eating things that he hasn't had in a while, but <laughs> yeah, probably old yeah. stuff. Cool. So All right. teacher changes. Teacher changes at the end of two, and they get called out on it. Four bads. Cool. Cool. I think three. So that's so the three will be yeah. the reveal that the teacher's bad. I think three. They process the idea that he has been resurrected poorly. Oh, okay. They have their panic. And then the decision to re-kill their teacher. <laughs> it could. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about them re-killing this guy. I mean, he's got to get back in there. He's got to get back in there. If we make it so that this era of time is like very, very, um, I don't know what word, very, very conducive to spirits moving around, it could just be like, they oh, have so to begin to swap in and out of dead bodies. Potentially. Okay. And they have to just like pull it out and get the right spirit in. I think three is when they contact the teacher again. Maybe they have sign like poltergeist signs, where like a book falls off a shelf and opens up to a page with like oh. a chapter title, which is so the teacher's spirit is still around. <laughs> teacher's spirit's still around, I like and he's that. trying to get signs to them that he needs back in his body, or at least that he's not in his body currently. So then this would be the good teacher's ghost teaming up with our friends. This is this is when they make contact with each other. Yes. So contact. I think one of these characters. Or one of the side characters needs to be like a medium or like a, like a necromancer of some sort. Well, so that way they have to like find someone who can communicate with the teacher's spirit easier than just here's some letters on the floor, arrange them in a way that makes sense, and then they just fly across the room. Yeah, and I think the medium character makes sense if you want to talk <laughs> about our window character because they would have been homeschooled, so they would have learned a different style of magic or something a little more passionate. So. I'm cool with making the window character the medium. Be the window character be the medium potentially. I think so. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So who are our next two characters then? Um. I say so. If if the window character is new to school, and they are, 
I think sheepish, at least. I think fish out of water slightly. That makes sense. But I think they learn very early on that they are competent compared to their peers. Mm -hmm. I think having someone for them to kind of butt heads with might be a good idea, but someone to show them around. Yeah, but also someone who's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Because they're going to need to be teamed up with them. Uh, cool slacker. You always need one, especially cool in high school. Also, CS, cool slacker, Christian Slater. Circles Ooh. and circles, we're nice. doing it. <laughs> he's played by, he's voiced by Christian Slater. We'll get him on. Well, at least deep fake him. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get Harrison back. Harrison's very good at impressions. Yeah. If you listen to some stuff on some nobodies, you'll hear Harrison a lot without knowing. Harrison, if you're watching, don't joke yourself. You know you're going to want to be involved. And Mitch, if you're watching, step it up. Yeah, I see your comment. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, okay, so we've got the cool slacker. Do we have the, the bookworm? I mean, does it make sense to have... So we have the cool slacker, we have the the homeschool student who doesn't quite fit into how things are being done but can do it. Yeah. Do we want the bookworm to be that like mediating factor? Yeah, like the, the, the shy but... We're doing uh, id, ego, super ego here? Sure. Yeah, I like it. Alright, so this is the shy but positive but definitely on her on I think, the I windows. think bookworm is probably good enough a description right, we'll for right now. keep that right there. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so we have the cool slacker, we have the bookworm. Cool. Okay, so let's get back to the timeline. Yeah. So three is when they fully realize that they've messed up. They like we see the fallout of them realizing their mess up their their failure. And they get in contact with the professor. Yeah. Love do, that. do we end it with them? I think ending that one with contacting the spirit is a very cool and intriguing reveal. So let so Let's do some retconning slightly. Let's not make the homeschool student the medium. Let's make them have to go to someone to be the medium. Well, I think that if they were the one people had to go to, it would push her character into the group. True. But if she's involved from the start, I don't know why it would get to this point if she is already sensitive to spiritual matters. Would so she not be able to sense the wrong... I'm, is she I'm, the one who kills the teacher? She, she's definitely involved in it. I think these three are like... I think if she kills a teacher accidentally, then mm -hmm. that would make sense for a different character to be a medium. I think these three, I think they get roped up into Cool Slacker's schemes, and one of his schemes goes wrong. Because it's a magic school, so things back, back, uh, backlash. Um, whiplash? Sure. Things have backlash, magic has backlash to it in a lot of genre. So then we're going to introduce a new character. Yeah. Let's have a, let's have a, a character... <coughs> They have to get in contact with them to, in order to deal with us. Let's. What if she's like a? I'm. A she. Which is the medium? What if the medium is like a TA for this professor, and she notices that something weird is going on? Ooh, I like that. And the these three, the main three. These main three have to go find that find the medium to kind of communicate with the guy's spirit, and then the spirit's like, yeah, you messed up. And you have until the the moon is in whatever position or the stars are aligned to get me back into my body or I'm screwed for the next seven to 500 years. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. So then end of three is going to be contacting the dead professor. Contacting the spirit. What if we have a little scene where the bookworm is like, hey... Christian Slater, what about we go to What's-Her-Face? And he just goes, I don't want to deal with that. And it's like, what do you mean? We're not on good terms. We dated for 
like two and a half years, and it was a messy breakup. And so he has to get in con he has to contact the ex. So Christian Slater used to date TA. Yeah. She's the medium. Yeah. So he has to go. Okay. Yeah. Great. And is that in three or is that that's I think, probably four? I think that's all. Th I think that's all three. I think it's like. Oh, so so then, if we're doing hour-long episodes, the yeah. first third is them confirming that they've got the wrong spirit in. The second third is them being like, "We've been seeing these signs. We need to get someone who could really interpret them. What about your ex?" And he goes, "Well, okay, I don't like it, but I guess ultimately we have no ex no reason not to, or we're going to be expelled." And potentially worse, messing with the dead in magical genre stuff tends to be a very high offense. Yeah. So who knows if this is like bordering on like a capital offense or like a federal crime magic wise so you gotta keep a hush yeah something like that cool so the last third of the third episode is them convincing the medium to help them out she holds a seance they contact the professor and the professor confirms you have this long to get me back in where I need to be okay do it yeah love it and that sets the clock that's the clock do we want the clock starting part way through three I think that's okay well, I think that sets the clock to the finish. Yeah. Okay. I think I think yeah. this is like kind of a yeah. lot of building and a lot of whatever. This sets the finite clock. Okay. So that means that. So what we're gonna have yeah. to do by the end of the story is we have to eventually uh, get the correct spirit into the teacher's body. We have to. I guess fight the evil spirit because this is a story so yeah we at least have to have a, a conflict and clash then that means we got to figure out what the evil spirits looking for okay I'm not sure if just living then would support them fighting this thing unless the fight is to get the spirit to, out to start maybe the spirit to start is just happy to be alive again and then they realize like oh wait a minute I it's friends. a spiritual window and I have the capability to keep myself in here I don't know why I wouldn't just leave yeah. Hmm, we'll get to that. Yeah. Okay, so the next episode is going to have to be uh, the the team joining up with yeah. the spirit to figure out how to solve the issue. What if the what if the medium like invites the professor spirit to like ride along with her? Oh, into her body. Partial possession, where she's like, the window's open right now. This is going to be weird, professor, sir. I can't keep. We can't keep holding seances. I'm just gonna have you ride along. It's Partial really, possession? That's too many yeses? No. No. No, you did it. Good job. You're getting better. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, Dylan's the writer. I'm the talker. Yeah. Um, okay, so partial possession is going to be part of episode four. Yeah. So if we break this into threes, is this the first part? First part. Cool. We could have a little bit of comedy here, just broad comedy where he is, like, reacting to being a ride share, effectively. Sure. Yeah, love that. Um, I say part of four... I say in four, the real world intrudes back. Like, they've had the focus on this being for the first half. And then in four, they have to deal with, like, maybe maybe Cool Slacker is dealing with, like, Jock. Maybe the Jock pick, or maybe the Jock picks, picks on the bookworm. Is the Cool Slacker also the Jock? No, I don't think so. Okay. We're, so, not, doing, we're not doing Harry Potter. Good. He's not, he's not a Jock and he's not a cop. No. <laughs> That's what Harry Potter's about, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, get off your box. Okay, so okay, so what's the middle third of part four, then? I say the middle third of part four is that the bully, the bully in some capacity, at least the antagonist student, gets embroiled in what's going on here. Maybe he's been causing them trouble throughout things, and they've always kind of shoved, like, shrugged him off, like, hey, we're dealing with bigger stuff right now. <clears throat> and then he shows up in the middle part of four, and he goes, 
Now nah, we're do we're talking about that last time you gave me the wrong test answers. Okay. So C four, <laughs> new character, and that's the bully. Yeah. And bully. And what, is more, what's their main motivation? Bully is more a role that he is fulfilling in the narrative. He's not strictly like picking someone up. By, he's not Biff Tannen. Sure. He could be Biff Tannen. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with either way. We need um, to bring the name Biff back. We do. His name could be Biff. It's gotta be. All right. Uh, so Biff. Um, oh, this is weird. I don't like it. Nah. All right, we tried it. We, yep. Uh, part of part of creating ideas and part of this process is trying something and realizing it doesn't work and scrapping. Yeah, it. just get it out of there. Don't um, so bully. Bully. Comes back. Maybe like. Maybe they have a history of messing with each other. We probably got to plug bully into here somewhere. What if what if the first what if episode one we pretend that the main plot is this rivalry between bully and cool slacker to prank each other. Okay. Or prank teachers. If they prank, if their goal is to like cause their teachers the most stress they possibly can, then we would probably be pretty good at having it be like a prank on the favorite professor went wrong. Sure. <clears throat> and then I guess part of two is going to be uh, assuming that it was the bully who killed the teacher, finding out that it. We could have. Yeah, we could have that part. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna say this okay. is a. Uh, Bully accused. Bully blamed or accused, yeah. Cool. And then they find out very... They find out pretty early on into... Nope. It's not his fault. Nope. We messed up. We drew the rune wrong. We used the wrong type of newt. Runes and newts. I like Runes that. Runes and newts. Newts and runes is going to be the uh, name of our supernatural rap duo. Or at least our video game, our cartoon video game. Run the rules, uh, run the runes. Oof, <laughs> we're not we're not good enough to do that. No, we'll get Jared to make us beat. Yeah, whenever he's okay. So what's gonna be the end of four then? <laughs> so now the bully gets involved. Yeah. And I would assume, are they gonna be that kind of bully where they fold into the group and be like, hey, you weren't bad the whole time. I think we've already done that with the medium. We kind of folded the medium into group, and because she used to date cool slacker they already have that semi-antagonistic nature to them cool what if we have the bully get teamed up with the with the bad guy in some way yeah like that and then he i guess allows other evil, evil spirits to possess him occasionally the way that the medium did we could that does make the medium a little less unique uh well multiple people can do that's magic true that's fair uh, okay. maybe, maybe the medium oracle necromancy school is very small and specialized so then the final this is gonna be the bully teams up with the bad guys i think the bully realizes the truth and instead of reporting them he's like nah i'm in let's let's do this so this is i'm gonna get more out of this than i am out of the school so bad guy team up <laughs> yeah yeah I like and that. i uh so this is going to be a more straightforward narrative so we're gonna have like over-the-shoulder points of view. We're going to have, like, shifting perspectives. We're going to have scenes occur which the audience knows that the other characters don't. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm into that. All right. Yeah, um, we're not doing that right now. We don't have anything like this going on. Yeah, true. I like that. All right. Um, okay, so, so... End of four is bad guy team up. Yeah, I like that. Bully's involved. And then, so we... Five... So, in five, we need to up the stakes. Or, or in four, we can have the bully team up well, no. Uh, I like that. <clears throat> this, the beginning of five, if you want to up the stakes, one of these could die? And if they can and if they can resurrect, then they could possibly come back. Then it is slightly cheaper. That's true. Cheaper, but I, we, we, it could stick. Death is cheap as an idea. I'm <laughs> going to say Bully has to die. 
You think Bully dies? Well, not the not the the up the stakes die, but oh. I would say that at some point maybe they give their life up uh, because one of these people die and they and the bully realizes like, oh, this is too big for me. Um, what if? I don't want to sacrifice their life. What? I said I don't think they should sacrifice their life. I'm not sure about that. Now the bully. Sh no. What if the bully? What if the spirit in the professor is like, yeah, you can help me out. And then kills him and puts one of his buddy ghosts into the bully's body. And his eventual goal is to bring back his team. Okay, so the bully kind of almost <laughs> gets killed by the bad guys? What if this is like, what if the main ghost is like the ghost of some sort of like, like a magical bad guy who had a team of like criminals. Maybe they were just like magic feet, magic heisters. Okay. Magic A-team, like amoral magic mercenaries and they died somehow near this school so that their spirits hang out and in episode 5 or the end of episode 4 it could be the end of episode 4 the professor with the bad spirit in his body is like wait a minute I'm in the perfect position right now to bring my entire team back and we can leave love it yeah perfect cool Yeah. <laughs> so he's, bringing, he's getting the team back together Yeah, getting the team. but it's the bad guy version of it Get the team together. Perfect. Cool. Alright, what's the middle part of five? Maybe the heroes have to find their own way to... Cause, so... I think one of these two has to be the unpossession of the bully. In five... Unpossession? Right, like to... Like, to... Bad, like bad possession. Oh, no, you mean like... In five, they get the spirit out. They get the bad spirit out of the bully in five. Oh. As a proof of concept. Oh, that's not bad. That could be the end of it. Not like that. <clears throat> so bully is a uh, save. Yeah. Or something. so. Then the middle part of it could be them finding a way to do it right. Yep. Getting info. Um. Yeah. Get that. We have. I don't know. If, I don't know if we can do a montage in this set in this format. Well, we definitely have to figure out a way for them to understand or to learn how to do it. I am fine with there being a restricted section of the library. We don't call it that. No. But I'm fine with them having to somehow get restricted information from an area they're not allowed to access. Yeah. Like a like a, like a tough teacher that has like yeah. weird books or something. Yeah. All right, we'll figure that his out. His personal collection. And then they have to be like, yeah, he's always inviting us to like his weird like student student president like student government club I never yeah. go to I got elected secretary I never go someone else takes my notes for me I guess I can go I gotta schmooze yeah I like that and it forces and then it, and then it allows the middle of five to be a little bit of a return to life for them where they have to fake they have to put on the mask of being back in their proper position of being a member of the student body yep and they have to pretend that things are fine so then, that's part one of six, right? Do, has the... Sometime through five, we don't see the villain. But they somehow get the bully to join them, and they get the spirit out and put the spirit back. Some point in five, do we want to have the evil spirit off-screen already have another member of his team resurrected? So that way he's not facing him down by himself at the end? Yeah, I like that. Where, like, the professor shows up to the finale, and he's got someone else there, and they're like... What? The gym teacher, or whatever the magic gym is. Yeah, uh, and also, so I like that he has another human, mm -hmm. but what if also he has, like, one of his buddies in a different, like, body, like a, some kind of animal or something? What if, 
So we got okay. I like that. <laughs> that lets us that lets us put a little comedy into the contacting spirit scene where they're like, "Do you have to ride along? I don't want to share." And it's like, "Can we put you in like a? Can we, I have a cat. Can I put you in my cat?" And it's like, "Well, you can, but the thing about animal bodies is that it degrades the human spirit until there's nothing left. Yeah. So you can." But don't keep me in there for more than twelve hours at a time. And they're like, "All right, it's not worth it." And then the villain has done that. Yeah, love that. Cool. So, so then, does the favorite professor have a pet? Yes. That gets the audience against the spirit because people do not like animal stuff. True. What if he's like a turtle? A turtle? Yeah. There's some comedy with the turtle. Right, Jack carried around. You gotta carry. <laughs> but it talks. What if it? It should be an animal not with a, a bird. distinct noise. You what? know, I hate birds. You do hate birds. They're drones. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it should be an animal that has a distinctive sound to it, so that way if we're doing voices for the guy in the animal body, he sounds partially like that animal. Oh, okay, that's like cool. Like a llama. What does a llama sound like? Hit me with it. That's spit. No, that's a camel. For those of you listening, a llama spit. I know, but, They're you, mean. but you sound like a camel. I sound like a camel? Llama. They yeah. don't have camel. What do they have in the south? Alligators? There's uh, a... There's snakes, there's alligators, Yeah. there's probably some kind of panther. Like in, a, in the southern U.S.? Yeah. We're sending this to southern U.S.? Yeah. So like, okay. Yeah, I, I like southern accents. Okay. It's one of the few that I can pull off. Me too. So. Y'all. Well, it could be a crocodile. Could be a, that, that would be mean. Like if a, he shows up with a crocodile to this final confrontation, you have to deal with a crocodile? Maybe like a. With human intelligence? Alright. I kind of like that. I don't mind it. We can easily do a crocodile with our budget. <laughs> they hiss. An audible crocodile, yeah. Crocodiles hiss. That's true. Can you think of a better animal? I mean, aside from stuff like cat or dog, we can't really do... Like, the only other option I would have is, like, chimp. But I don't want to do a yeah. chimp that's too similar to human... I think there's humor in them waking up in, like, an alligator What about body. a little pig? Pig's pretty good. Pig's pretty good. And pigs are physical enough that it can cause trouble for our heroes without being too life-threatening that would get really dark with it. Yeah, also there's clopping sounds in the It could be a boar, and that way it could worry about its tusks. Alright. Yeah, he gets put in a... One of the teachers has a pet boar. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <coughs> we'll just say pet pig, because it's easier to write. <laughs> for those of you who are just joining in, my name is Dylan, Zach is at the whiteboard. That's me. We are some nobodies, and this is Talking Upstream, some in nobodies. which we discuss an idea from single line concept through pitchable, semi-complete concept. We have the whiteboard up here to outline our ideas. You can see that it's becoming increasingly cluttered. And otherwise, the idea of this show is that we just have a discussion between the two of us and we try to create. We try to take something that did not exist, we try to exert our will on reality and bring this into something. Yeah, and you can see some of the stuff that we've already done on somenobodies.com, like yeah. Dylan said. And to get you caught up uh, the beginning of the show, what we do is we bring two ideas and today the idea that one is Wizarding High School and the problems that go with that. Um, you can follow along to see where we're at and we're pretty much close to wrapping up the base story. We're getting some stuff done. We're getting at least the bullet points, which yeah. is what you need. And then what we're going to do after this, once we figure out the story, we're going to kind of pick a scene to develop and to work out so next week when you come back, you can see how uh, Dylan's writing skills have evolved and he will write a bit of a scene that me and some nobodies mm -hmm. and Dylan himself will try to put together. Um, but okay. Those fish that still have the tiny legs. We're getting there. They're getting there. Oh, you're going to do Darwin. Cool. Um, okay, so now we're close to episode six. <laughs> we now know that, uh, I guess, spirits can possess animals. Mark recommended, what about a sloth? 
I don't. What does a sloth sound like? It doesn't. I mean. I like a sloth for comedic value, but I think it has to be the right. If we were doing a visual medium, a sloth would oh. be perfect. Visually, sloths are ideal. Slowly, yeah, slowly advancing on it with. It's got fingers, so maybe it's holding a knife. It's just. Oh, or just <laughs> constantly just digging their nails in their back. Yeah. Uh, or just, all, they're just waiting if for it's, it. Okay, visual sloth audio pig. This is a, a hybrid sloth pig thing? No, I'm saying if we do this visually, oh, if it, it ever gets a visual adaptation when yeah. Netflix picks us up for distribution. But we're also going to think about the sloth just to see if we'll we can pull it in, off. keep in, in the brain. <clears throat> okay, cool. So now we're down to uh, episode six, which I think is going to pretty much cap up this isolated yeah, story. Yeah, I think six. I don't think we'll need a seventh, but you can. We can add on. We're we're not beholden to another. So that means that at the end of this episode, we're going to have to solve the issue. We return. Course correct. Changed. The we're, characters go back to where they were at the start, but changed. Okay. So return. Mm-hmm. But changed. Yeah. Cool. What do you want to see in the final episode of this? What do you want to hear in the what final? What I want to hear. That's that's something to keep in mind. We plan this as an audio series. Yeah. It's a good idea with the number of formats that are out there now and the barrier to entry being relatively, for some of them, not so hard to pierce. It's good to go in with at least an idea of what you're trying to aim for. Right. This will also work as a comic book, though I don't know. You can't. I can't illustrate. Mm, I'm not great at it. It no. takes me a long time. Yeah. I can make puppets. <laughs> We could do a puppet show. I'll show you guys the puppet. We'll do, a pu we'll do a puppet show on a future episode. That's not bad. We That's could probably pull it offline. We could, pro we could do it. Oh, like... <laughs> okay, like anyway. This show, but we're Next puppets. week, we're puppets. I like All it. All right. Okay, so we do know that the end... Okay, so we're just so you in. know, the reason that we picked six episodes was for ease of story arc telling and uh, capsulation of the story. So we thought that if we worked in a three-arc structure, what we would do is we could... Uh, do that in episodic form. We could also do that uh, inside each episode. So what we're doing now is breaking each episode down into the thirds to roughly understand where this arc is trying to take us. What if at the end of five, when they bring the bully back, he goes, "We got to get to the we got to get to the the sports field because oh. he's doing it right now." So then the bully gives them other information. <laughs> we're, he's doing it right now. So the first act is them confronting the teacher, maybe, or at least go into the confrontation. So to speed the clock up. Yeah, okay. or at least like it is eleven fifty nine out of midnight. Cool. We gotta go. So the first one is then going to the confrontation slash starting the confrontation. At the first commercial break, they're like, "Stop right there!" And he goes, "Ha ha!" And then we go to a commercial for like some sort of subscription box that we do. Oh, I can't wait to start that. I'm yeah. so excited. It's just scraps. It's just scraps of cloth and paper. If you guys want us to start with some, uh, some nobody subscription box, please let me know. It it's is one of my. It is one of my dreams. Every month we'll send you a box of kindling. Oh, and like a full <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, so Act One of the final episode is the confrontation. Confrontation. I think Act Two should be. Do we want it to end on a false positive and then like, do a scouring of the Shire style sort of thing where it's like, ah. Oh, you brought me back, and they have to like test him to see if they actually did, and then they go, and then maybe the medium can like, well, this was for my master's thesis, so I guess there's no other way to test it. Goes into their brain. So then two would be <clears throat> the second part of this is we do a mind mansion battle, like Stephen King style mind manner. Mind battle. Maybe you add some echo or reverb on the audio. We have like a 
faint echo on all the dialogue or something. Well, I do have a real wizard's wand from Harry Potter world, so okay. we can just use that. It's plastic. Not in spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm not impressed. You haven't seen it. I haven't. I don't need to. <laughs> okay, uh, so, cool audio yeah. mind battle. Mind battle. Yeah, I like uh, that. And I think we can probably leave that bullet point at mind battle right now. Oh, yeah. But it, it works. We I gotta work on that. I say we end this positively. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe the medium gets a little bit of a shadow tinge from dealing with it, but we'll, that'll simply be like... It's not going to be like uh, that Stephen King adaptation we watched on HBO. No. Oh, the final scene? Yeah. The Outsider? It's not going to be the, the end credits of The Outsider. Awful. Spoiler alert, but it's been about a year, so you shouldn't... Whatever. Yeah. Outsider, phenomenal show. Ended during the final credits... First first credit sequence of the final episode. Yep, do not watch the... Uh, we'll the talk stinger. about this more when we get our own film and TV discussion show. Yeah, and if you want to see some new bodies talk about a lot of movies, talk to IBM.TV. Leave a comment. Let them know we have some ideas. Um, anyway, so we're going to get back to the end of six, so we're going to do a mind battle. <laughs> yeah. And it is... I think it works. It's, it's working yeah. with, with uh, subtle uh, ripples. Yeah. So, positive... I think this ends on a mostly positive note. I don't want. I don't necessarily want to go super dark on this. Cool. One. And if we do a stinger, we'll just throw something in there later. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we have a positive ending after the mind battle, which is after confrontation. That's one of them the gets final. a call from Simon Vanderbilt. It's like, I want you to join my team. Oh, dude, he is. <laughs> he's a superhero. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Simon Vanderbilt is, please look uh, him up on Facebook. Um, okay, so that pretty much wraps up the uh, the base story of what we're trying to do. That's a, definitely a capsulated story. And that's pretty good bullet points. So um, yeah, you can see how a circle-in-circle circle way of dealing with act breaks helps build something that is actually pretty functional. You have your main three points, give them a rise and a fall, a rise and a fall, rise and a fall, and then within those individual episodes, give yourself three main kind of like scene ideas, and you can add transition scenes if you want, you're not locked into this, but it gives you nice little like peaks within peaks within a peak. And that's what really kind of drives stories that people connect with. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make people want to <laughs> listen in to find out what's mm -hmm. going to happen. Um, and with the way that Dylan breaks down these stories, if you think these are one hour episodes, then you got 20 minutes roughly to kind of fill in the gaps of what this means. So partial possession, you have 20 minutes to figure that out, which isn't really that much time once you start doing the, some stuff. The established structures... While they may seem familiar, they are familiar, they're not worn out, they're not tired, and they make your job as a writer way easier. Yeah. Because I just pulled from what I learned in undergrad on this, and what I wa learned from watching Star Wars, or uh, Lord of the Rings does it, anything that's in a trilogy. Yeah. Um, Harry Potter also kind of does it, with the rising through the first three books, the climax at when Voldemort gets resurrected. Spoilers, I guess? Does anyone? Does anybody know... Or not know. They have to. They have to know. Wait. Anyway. But and then Voldemort come back is four. Yeah, it's in the middle. But then the peaks, the and then it peaks again. Oh, of but, the full series. Yeah, yeah of gotcha. the full gotcha, series. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. So now we have a full story that we yeah. can start working on. If we were good at, at uh, storyboarding, we would start drawing this up. Yeah. Uh, but we also don't have space for that. We'll get another whiteboard. Yeah. Dylan's going to get a whiteboard behind him soon just to start working that out. I he do does have, have a tiny one that he doesn't use. I do um, use it, kind of. That's true. You almost have three. Um, okay, so I guess what we should do now, we have our characters. I think maybe we should start working on what scene we're going to work on for next yeah. week. Yeah. What, what would you consider one of the definitive scenes on this? 
I mean, last week we definitely went with the end of episode one, which is a we very did. cool cliffhanger. We did. What would that be for this show? I like either that one, or I like, and this is a little further in the show, I like the scene where they, the medium character actually gets in contact with the spirit. Okay, but, folks, that'd be the first time. So technically, that scene would be the first time that the spirit has spoken to the group. First time, the, the first time the professor has contacted any of them in any concrete way. And then he can give them some quick yeah. exposition of what he's been going through. Uh, I like that. I mean, those are definitely the two, I think, the two highlight scenes. Uh, because I feel like this is something we are going to eventually produce. <laughs> yeah, we're going to work on this. Um, um, so I say it's either the cliffhanger of one or the cliffhanger of the halfway point. So as, a, as someone who's written stuff before, it feels like I'm always cautious jumping sometimes people say write a chronologically you have a scene in mind write that scene if it doesn't come first write that scene anyway i'm hesitant to do that um partially because i think um quentin tarantino has a very good point where he writes very solidly up to the halfway point and at that point you stop and you reevaluate where your characters have gone because at that point your characters have taken on a mind of their own. That's not an exaggeration. True. I mean, once we start writing this out, uh, this might not be what happens here. Yeah. We might find out through character development or a better idea that this should get bumped up or bumped back. I so made, I understand that we shouldn't do something towards the end. I made drastic changes to my novel <coughs> when I hit the third way point, the halfway point. When I hit the, uh, the three quarter point, I went back and made changes to the start, which is just the... That's just the process of the life, the life cycle of a story like this. Now, I think, I think we might want to do the death. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think so. And it gives us uh, it gives us some wiggle room to move some stuff around later on. Although doing a scene really doesn't necessarily... No. And this is all... This is a proof of concept scene for the viewers and the listeners, if you are listening to it in the future, which if you're listening to it is now. But we're not going to get into the weirdness of time as a construct. It's definitely not a go. I mean, not yet. We haven't done it yet. True. Okay, this so... This scene is a go. We're going to work on the teacher's death scene. Yeah, I think so. Professor Death. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, what a cool band name. Yeah. <laughs> it's Math Rock. Professor Death. Prof Death. Prof Death. Death MD. <laughs> death PhD. <laughs> That's my, name's, my name's Dr. Death. When Adult, DDS. Swim, when Adult Swim picks us up and we give them a five minute bumper, it's going to be Death PhD. I love it. <laughs> okay, so the professor's death is going to be, I guess, the start of the prank yeah. to the death. And that would be the end of that, right? I so, think so. So. I, this, this. I don't think we're establishing a trend where we always do the cliffhanger thing is the spec script for this, but I think this makes sense. But I think definitely, so it needs to start off with no real hint of what's coming. Mm -hmm. Which, I think we're doing <coughs> pranks on teachers. Yep. So, we start with them setting up the prank, or at least ready for it to go off. And we end with them reacting to the fact that it did, indeed, work better than they expected. Perfect. So what kind of magical prank would you pull on a professor that you think that unexpectedly could go badly. Uh, I would change their voice. Okay. Which could make them choke. Like, I it, think it, it could tighten up their throat. I think it needs to be sudden. I think the death needs to be sudden. Okay. Only because, like, if I am magic... Yeah. ...and I see someone choking... You're probably gonna fix it. Sure. So, wait, do you have a suggestion? My immediate thought... 
was like anvil drop. But I don't know how that can be a un, unless. <coughs> what about? Oh, no, that's gross. There I've got me. an idea. Hit me with it. Initially, the idea is to have someone teleport a water balloon or something gross into the air above the professor from a predetermined location. Nice. It teleports into his head. Yikes. No. I was thinking... <laughs> ugh, the wrong thing teleports. The wrong thing teleports. Okay. Whether, like... So, it's my job... It's, it's one person's job to get the professor in a spot. It can be cool slacker. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be bookworm, I think, because he calls the professor over to, um, he calls the professor over to ask him about some sort of study question. Maybe they're they're in a common area. Maybe they're outside in like the garden or something. Mm -hmm. Cool slacker is there to establish the point of origin where it's going to teleport. I like that. Homeschooler is in the kitchen trying to get a bucket of garbage. And instead, she teleports like a stove or something on top Ooh, of it. Oh, cool. She accidentally she misses or someone bolt, jolts her. Homeschool student uh, woman. We've been using female pronouns for her, for the character. Well, you use female pronouns for everybody except the bully, which was a very definitive him. You said that. Oh, uh, I think okay. that. I think that it's cool that the homeschool student is a female. Okay. Um, the cool slacker, you don't see that character as a female, so I think that's very cool. Uh, bookworm should be... Uh, I wasn't bullied by girls in high school, so... Who? What? What? I wasn't. I'm projecting. I was popular. Uh, bookworm is probably going to be a bully because... I've seen that picture. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 90s. Oh, uh, it was the 90s, and you can tell. <laughs> okay. Bookworm is probably going to be you, so everyone say it's a bully. Sure. Um, the medium, who's a TA, they were in a relationship with the slacker, so let's say that's also a boy. Um, professor... Undetermined right now. We have to look at our crew and see who wants to yeah, play this character. I think so. um, I'm imagining the professor as a man only because I compared him to Robin Williams. Although a bully is usually a boy in shows. Yeah. So let's flip that also. We could. Yeah. Right, She's so a that's mean it. girl. Yeah, it's a mean girl. All right. I like that. So female. Sure. Right, cool. And then the professor's probably male just because yeah. uh, Harrison's going to want to play a character. <laughs> we we can't. Are we are we starting to write characters for people now? I think so. Right. We, we, I'm, fine. I'm fine with that. I think between Matt and Harrison and uh, and Suzanne, we know who their voices, yeah. what they can do with yeah. their range. So I think that's cool. Um, okay, so the scene that we're going to show you guys next week, the one that Dylan's going to work on the script for throughout the week, is going to be uh, what we're going to consider right now to be the end of the episode one, which is going to be like our trailer. Uh, this will be the scene that we're going to pitch to people to entice them to want to watch more. Um, and the scene that we chose to be the professor's death through a little bit of a uh, prank situation gone wrong through teleportation. So let's continue to develop this scene, the sequences a little bit. Okay. So this is the last scene of the show. Um, so I'm imagining we show this without telling without telling the audience what they've set up. We do the whole like, here's what we do, fade out. Yeah. Commercial break for a uh, website, hosting website. Yeah. I'm just imagining podcast cliches. I don't know. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, sell us your advertisements. <laughs> sell um, us anyway. <laughs> Sells anything. Pay yeah, us. Um, so, let's see. I have... It's the garden. Or the the greens, the grounds, the quad. Whatever we're going to call it. Okay. Bookworm calls the professor over. The yard. The yard. Sure. Bookworm calls the professor over. Hey, I had some questions about our summoning homework 
the other night. Yeah. Uh, professor goes over. They chat a little bit. We hear maybe like cool slacker is like doing some sort of. Uh, Mark suggested we prank him with some food. Maybe uh, give him some food that could take him out. But that does seem like it would take a little bit of time. Yeah. Maybe the idea was they were going to teleport some food above his head so he's like covered in spaghetti or something. Oh, I like that. So CS plan is to teleport spaghetti. Give yourself a nice <laughs> spaghetti. Uh, knees weak, arms, arms are sweaty. Palms are sweaty? Yeah, my Ah, I ruined that joke by not okay. knowing the lyrics. I don't think anybody's going to get anyway. No. Or some sort of snack. I haven't heard. Uh, I've heard you were very popular. That's true. Uh, grab papers. Do you have any grad papers? With me? Yeah, Mark wants to know if you have any grad papers. He oh, wants grad to... papers. I yeah. have my thesis, which is my novel. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, more of an art student. Were you really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, I can kind of see it. You do your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, do it, you do it what you get. Uh, so let's see. So I have homeschoolers in the kitchen. Homeschooler is supposed to find the spaghetti. This is before the garden scene. I, f I figured this could be con well. I think if it opens with people talking about pranks, that's pretty compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, well, because like if, if I was imagining this as a visual script, right? Which I kind of which I wrote the today's script as, it's like it would cut between the green, the yard, and her in the kitchen. Well, no, I agree. Okay. But I think that if you open in the kitchen, mm -hmm. you get magic talk immediately. Well, I guess if you open their way, you you still get as well. Um, but I think that you uh, start in the kitchen, you learn about the pranks, then you cut to the, well... Maybe they're scouting the kitchen out beforehand. Yeah. That could I, be a scene earlier on where it's kind of like the, the build-up to fun. Yeah. I do like the scene of the bookworm starting because then you think that it's a different scene to start with. Okay. If you start with pranks, you know what it's going to be. Okay. Cool. I like, I like um, what you're doing. So, Cool Slacker is waiting nearby. Um, maybe the rival appears and distracts him. And it's like, or maybe he's trying to avoid the rival's gaze. Like he, he was originally supposed to be nearby. Yeah. And then he's like, or maybe the rival is there, kind of heckling him because they're competing to prank professors. Cool. So the rival is heckling him or distracting him in some way. Um, rival's the bully, right? Yes, yeah. I am using them interchangeably. It's okay. Every rival I've ever had bullied me. I just want to understand. Yeah. Are we rivals? No. Okay, good. No. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not till the story needs it. Yeah, we're not gonna. Uh, that's for a different podcast. That's a different podcast. All right, let's keep going. Rival the bully distracts... I'm going to fix that. The bully distracts Cool Slacker somehow, so he's a little less on aim. Um, let's say, for the sake of like magic, they have to form a link between the two spots where it will teleport anything in a certain region onto the professor. Okay. So it's like, I have to make like a one and a half foot circle around the spaghetti plate and then he has to make a choose a one and a half he has to choose a point above the professor that he'll teleport to okay something causes homeschooler to mess up and she, instead of making a 1.5 foot sphere she teleports like like a, like a kitchen table <laughs> cool something big yeah maybe like um maybe a cauldron yeah or something that huh. sounds like something a cauldron oh, is cauldron is appropriate. Not, yeah i like that And then it gives us a good sound effect because you, can you imagine the sound? Yeah. Clang. Yeah. And um, then, so what distracts her in the kitchen? 
Does she have someone pursuing her romantically? It, it, to... it could be the bully. It could that that oh, could be okay. as easy as that. Is the bully it's, so? Let's say she's setting it up, and as she's doing something, the bully pops in, doesn't get to finish setting up, which is why the teleportation goes wrong. Okay, that's not bad. Is the bully like following her around because he's jealous of the time? Are, are we doing any sort of romance in this? I don't think not yet. Are we going? Can we hint? Do we want to hint at it? Like maybe the bully is pursuing her and she is not interested, and we have kind of like that modern telling of a romance where she's like, "I'm not interested." Like, I guess. Take if, it, I guess if we throw a subtle bit of interest, it'll make the turn easier too. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, and then it ties in with the yeah, later on where it's comes like, down into when the yeah. bully's coming back. Yeah, okay. I think that's cool. But I like the idea that the bully is kind of following her around a little bit. It's like, we don't. How do you get? Oh yeah, you. Oh yeah, you found your way into the kitchen. I like to sneak in here too and grab a snack sometimes. And then she yeah. goes, "Leave me alone." Why? Because I'm doing something. And then she does her thing, and she goes, "Uh oh." And he goes, "What?" And then we hear we we do a scene transition to the yard, and we hear the bookworm asking him, and then, shoom, clang, and then. Cool Slacker and Bookworm probably just go, Oh boy. Oh no. Yeah. And then, Welcome to our magic show. This Love is the it. end of the theme song. <laughs> oh, it's a placeholder. We gotta make that. It's a placeholder. Yeah, record that. Uh, yeah, I love that. I think that's cool and okay. compelling, and I think that's uh, definitely something that, it's something I'd want to see. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, okay, so we got about 10-ish minutes yep. left. Um, what... What are some else? Do you want to work on some of these characters? Yeah, let's let's let's. We still got to break down kind of how this uh, episode one. Yeah, is the gonna beginning go is a little vague. Yeah. So let's see, episode one we are doing the introduction of the character. Mm -hmm. How do we want her? What do we want her first scene where we open the show? Do we want her in the professor's class? I think so. I think if we have the professor introducing that character mm -hmm. and then maybe suggesting what style of magic they do. Do we want? I think if you introduce her visiting office hours, where she goes, "Hi, I'm I'm new. I was in your class earlier today. Oh, okay. I've been homeschooled." And we get a little one-on-one -on -one where we establish that they have like a mutual yeah. respect. Yeah, and they can be almost stupid questions like, "What style of magic do you do? Where were you schooled? What, I was what's your secondary?" Like, we could get a little bit of uh, like conversation where he goes. You know, I know you're homeschooled, but your technique is actually kind of refined. Like, I'm really impressed mm. with your parents. And she goes, well, you know, my parents were my parents were professors over at different school. And he goes, oh, okay, I see. So your professor, and maybe her professors, maybe her parents were professors at, like, a snooty private school before they went freelance or something. Yeah. So now she has to go to public school, or technical school, as the case may be. Yeah, I love that. I think that's cool. Um, <clears throat> so, so scene, one, uh... scene one, episode one. I'm out of space. Good. We're doing it right. Office hour visit. Right here. Scene one. Episode one. Okay, so we're saying office visit. I think that's cool. Office that, hours. That's a, after the first day of class of the year. Yep, that's a quick uh, introduction to the world. It's a quick rule setting. You can find out things about the school that way. I think that's uh, very yeah. clever. All right. Um, Episode one, scene two. I think I think considering we're doing hour-long episodes and considering it is an audio thing, I don't think we I think we continue this pace and we do not hesitate to introduce the rest the main the rest of the triangle. Yeah, I I because we also got to introduce uh, the pranks. Some even like in the background of uh, of a scene, 
but I think it's important to introduce pranks quickly. What if her inter- what if she leaves his office and she interrupts a prank from Cool Slacker and he goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" Yeah, love that. And then he uses that as an opportunity to like kind of weasel her way, weasel her into their group. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You're new. I watched you practice a little bit. You got, you know, you're rough around the edges, but if you had someone to show you around." And he's not being romantic here. He's just being like, "Hey, you're new." We need a new third. Yeah. <laughs> we operate on that triangle principle. We're all good groups need three triangles. It's the strongest shape. You'll learn about it in Geomancy. You've seen Harry Potter. You know. <laughs> We're n- I don't think we reference pop culture in this. I don't know. I think, th- I think that's kind of cool. You think so? I do. Because okay. then they can talk about how bad Harry Potter is and where they went wrong with certain <sighs> magics. Or, I... a be- or a better magic. Well, okay, we'll stick to that. Uh, we. I mean, you've read the... Uh... Maybe Star Wars. Uh, maybe... What if they make reference to, like, I mean, you've read those books. We don't do magic like that. We do magic like this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that's really impressive looking. Yeah, wow. If only I could see it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you blinded me. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Tune into the podcast. Um, cool. Yeah, I think that's great. Okay. And then, so then the end of that is going to be uh, the second prank, which is going to be the, the teacher's death. I don't... Potentially, we—I don't know that these are going to be entirely ten-minute scenes. Now, admittedly, we have seen when we record for Silicon Angels, we do rely heavily on improv. Wait, what do you think about Mark's comment? Maybe Homeschooler spent too much time watching one of those corner cooking shows. Potentially, it could be that she's watching enough cooking shows that when they're like, "All right, it's your turn to come up with a prank." If you want to really be a part of this team, and she goes, "All right, we teleport spaghetti onto his head," and they're like. Alright. Yeah, I like it. It's inoffensive, it's not violent, it's easy to clean up, and it's funny. Yeah. And then, of course, it goes badly. Yeah, I like that she actually like, takes the time to make the food instead of magically <laughs> she producing makes food. She makes the food. I I like the comedy behind it, but yeah. I wonder if... Because how I imagined it, like, she's in the distance, and she's waiting for someone to ready the spaghetti. Oh, uh, ready. You're really, <laughs> you're really trying to work that in there. Uh, I don't know. It's getting sweaty now. Ugh. Uh, I only did that bit. <laughs> Okay, so we have roughly, what, six characters in here. Yeah. School background. Uh, very cool sound effects, which shouldn't be too hard to reproduce. I think, I think scene three in episode one should be not a breather episode, but kind of like a, we could do that. Um, so going to Mean Girls, when she's going through the cafeteria and she is narrating what each group is. It's cool slacker being like, yeah, you got your diviners, you got your evokers, you got your thaumaturgists, uh, bookworm and I, we practice whatever magic, and it's uh, kind of like uh, that scene in the in any sort of college movie where they're going through the campus and you see the groups of people. We could do something similar to that. I think okay. it's, I think it would be important. I think it would be important to have that at least as like a way to get to know the school. Yeah, and then have scene four maybe. I think we go five scenes in this episode. Or six. Or six. Or scene four could be a reason. We show a reason. We show the professor's class and we see why everybody loves them. Okay. Uh, and then scene five can be hey, you gotta pull this prank. When are we doing this? We're doing it tonight. Alright, cool. Let's do it. And then we cut, we skip time to the actual prank going wrong. And then we have a. Let's see. So that, assuming an hour-long episode, five minute, five scenes total, yeah. looking at about 
11, 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And we can easily do this at like, I mean, if we hit 45 to an hour, I don't think we should worry about going too far down, too too low. Silicon Angels expanded from 22 minutes at its lowest to 56 at its highest. Yeah, we have almost an hour. Yeah. It's the biggest one. That was an accident, but a cool one. I mean, hey, it works out. Yeah. Um, that was good. And this is going to be scripted and it's going to rely a lot less on improv, but everybody's going to bring their own character to it. Yeah. So. This is not going to be like our touchstone scripts for Silicon Angels. This is going to be a, a script. scripted series where we're like, hey, add any sort of idioms you like, add any mannerisms you like, add any ticks. But for the most part, you're following the script and sticking to it. Yep. <coughs> All right. right. So next week, we are having a guest on. We are yep. going to do the Professor Death episode, uh, scene mm-hmm. where things go badly. We are going to have two more epi- two more ideas. Two more ideas next week. Yeah. Um, we're going to do this again. Yeah. We're going to keep doing this yeah. until, we, until we run out of ideas somehow. Yeah. Or until um, Netflix picks us up. But yeah. Uh, next week, two more ideas. Listen to more of Dylan's script writing. Um, do we have anything else that you want to work on this? I think this is kind of a, this is a good spot. we got a good board this week. It's definitely a good spot. You can always find images of our board on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. We That's true. We'll be posting those after every show. You can find this on our Instagram no, any of our audio channels, we have the audio of this as an episode. You can find it on our YouTube and IBM TV's YouTube. Thank you for having us, as yeah. always. Very special thank you to IBM TV. They've been super great about helping us out. Uh, they love our ideas, which yeah. is very cool, so we're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, and I uh, want to throw out a quick thanks to Harrison Webb for showing up today. Always. Uh, for Suzanne Grimmer for being an awesome always. actor, like always. Um, once again, IBM TV for this. Mm-hmm. And Thank you, Zach. Hey, thank you, Dylan. I appreciate you. Bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to somenobodies.com if you want to see more of this or anything else we do. <laughs> Please let IBM TV know if you like how we're doing this or any kind of ideas yeah, or suggestions. Leave a comment. And um, let us know. Yeah. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Bye. And he said to wait. <laughs> <laughs>